Welcome to Disrespectfully Agree with Oatman and LJ. I'm LJ Cross from me, Mr. Oatman. And I am Oatman in the building. What's up, everybody? We're going to talk this week about the new Marvel joint, Kevin Feige joint, Captain Marvel, starring Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, Woo-hoo! Ben Mendelsohn. Which one is Ben Mendelsohn? Ben Mendelsohn was the bad guy in Rogue One. Ah, he's great in this. Jude Law, Annette Benning, co-written and directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. And there's about five people on the writing credits in some fashion for this thing. I have a feeling how this is going to go. We're going to probably get into spoilers pretty quick on this thing, if I know Oatman. <laughs> Why are you narrowing your eyes at me <laughs> So I want to just real briefly say yay or nay. Like it? Didn't like it? Liked it immensely. Immensely? Liked it immensely. But, you know, you know, a lot of things is really about expectation. So I saw this trailer and I said, this looks like dog crap. It just looks bad. I have zero interest in this film. Didn't look good. Didn't look like anything that was of interest to me. Didn't think I would like it. I because, saw because there was a, a Brie Larson running around and not smiling. Uh, she just looked women. very uninteresting to me. Uh, it just uh, there was nothing about what I saw that looked compelling. Then when I saw sort of you know how you get that little teaser trailer and I was like oh that doesn't look good. Then you get that fuller one where you're getting some real shots into what the movie arc is going to be. I was like nothing about that looks interesting to me. Just okay. doesn't. So you and half the men on the internet have that reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a man thing. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it just it, it had no interest to me, none whatsoever. I I wasn't particularly looking forward to it, but I'm, I've cooled a lot on Marvel movies in the past two years or so anyway. And so I, uh, I, I will say I enjoyed this. It is middle of the pack for me of... The Marvel films, it's it's fine. It's serviceable. It's well done in, in many ways. There's some things I don't enjoy about it we'll that was, talk about. That was the interesting part to me. I, I remember just sitting there watching the film just thinking, God, Marvel just understands this space and how to do this. How come DC can't? It's, it's a machine. They've got the machine yeah, figured they, out. They've got the formula. How, how does DC not figure this out? Why is this better than a top-flight quote-unquote DC film. Well, did you see Aquaman, sir? (laughs) Lord in heaven. Did you? I I did not. Well, then what do you know? Uh, Fair enough. I saw Aquaman. Was uh, Aquaman's better? And let me tell you something about Aquaman. Yep. You know those Star Wars prequels? Uh Uh-huh. It's that. (laughs) (laughs) Those things made a lot of money. I just cannot figure out how they... I don't know, they have cracked this code where they just know how to do sort of this action, but they know how to pepper in these really interesting smaller moments that are actually very nice. And, and I hate to say this because it sounds stupid saying it, but that are really honest or, or have some emotional weight to them. They, I mean, there are not many of them, but they give you enough of a flash of that to make it work for, for you. Like there's a, a relationship in this film between Brie Larson and a, and a, and a young girl who's the daughter of her best friend. Mm-hmm. And I mean, those are some wonderful little, you know, little moments that are tucked in this. So uh, we're going to have to jump into spoilers here. In oh, fact, here you go with the spoilers. In fact, I might have to... I might have to insert awkwardly a little spoiler warning a little bit earlier. No, you don't. Into this piece. I did not use spoilers. A that's little just, bit. No, that's just you being anal. I, I get that you're Mr. Spoiler Police, but you're being anal. It's fine. Yeah, but that's what spoiler people are like. 
I know. Believe I know me. my people. I, li- I live with one in my life. And, and what you just said. It's not a spoiler. Yeah, it is. It is not. You I just, knew it would happen. It's not. All right, spoilers incoming. Now, be aware, we're also going to spoil previous Marvel films, probably. So if you haven't seen those, because this ties into those, especially Infinity War. Well, those wouldn't be spoilers. Yeah, but there are people who haven't seen that. Well, movies. then those people need to get off their ass. Stop it. Okay. Just, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Incredibly hostile today. I'm not hostile, but I mean, come on. If you haven't seen, I mean, Infinity Wars by now, I mean, you must not care about that. You must be a grandma. No, there are people who just wait. I guess. That happens. So, spoilers for all that stuff and this movie. Warning. Or there's a nice little relationship between her and Jude Law in the very beginning. There's a certain tenderness between them that we start out with. Some of those those moments are wonderful and nice, and they really kind of come to plume later when we see kind of the twist that happens in their relationship. I, I knew think, it was going to happen. I just think, well, that's not a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, no, eh, it's not a spoiler. Yeah. So there's a twist that happens uh, in, in the narrative, but that is set up so wonderfully and paid off so wonderfully. I'm just like, that's just what Marvel does. They know how to do that. And uh, Brie Larson, which I can take or leave, uh, for me, she was fine. She was serviceable. She did a solid job. But I, I just thought it was really good. And, and the villain in this thing, or who we think is the villain, is amazing. Both villains, the faux villain and uh, who we thought was the villain, both of those roles are played to perfection. So I just thought it was a really competent, solid, well-made, entertaining film that's good from beginning to end. And it actually, it goes somewhere and it lands. Like sometimes these films, no pun intended, they don't land well, which is odd for a superhero movie, but they found a way to land this thing perfectly. I just thought it was really well done. And and they, they actually took the, what do they call it, the Easter egg mm-hmm. and actually made that land as well. Like that had a meaning to it at the very end of it, which I thought was interesting, where they kind of went back to the Infinity Wars and kind of put a little bit of a bow on that. I just thought it was all well done, and I didn't expect any of that. I thought it was going to be a bore fest. I really did. Good movie. Solid, solid movie. Um, It's fine. I, I, Brie Larson, I've not seen a ton of things. I saw her in The Glass Castle, that adaptation of that book. And oh, she, she's in that. She's in that. and she. Ah, I hear that was good. It was fine. About the, the writer who was homeless that whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was fine. But she plays, uh, and what I've seen of her, she tends to play kind of reserved, rigid, uptight kind of individuals, and she does that again here. But weirdly, this character is supposed to be naturally kind of, the, the impression they give in this film is she's supposed to be kind of naturally jovial and fun-loving and likes to crack wise. And the uptight part is what's been placed upon her post her amnesia that's the thing that jude law keeps trying to impress upon her this is what you need to behave like you need to suppress all these things your emotion the humor all that stuff suppress it and so it's this battle between those two parts of her personality i didn't get jovial i got that she was uh a little emotional well there's that but early on it's the jokes and jude law keeps telling her you gotta knock it off with the jokes her other crewmates also say that about her, and it's this little thing that Jude Law puts up with and he and secretly likes about her, but it's also considered a weakness uh, by Cree society. In any case, that's the part of her, that so-called true part of her personality that feels the most put on by Brie Larson. It doesn't feel natural coming from her in this piece. I don't, And maybe that's also part of the script. Like, the jokes aren't really that good. They don't land for me. The, the whatever gags are a little... 
they're okay, but there's a fundamental weakness in the character that's supposed to be the true her that's poking through feels the most false to me. Hmm. That's a pregnant pause. Yeah, I mean, that's way more thinking about Brie Larson than I – I mean, I, I think you went way deeper. I, well, I just, that's, she's, that's who our main actor is. Yeah, know? kind of. I mean, I, I, I didn't go that deep with it, I, you know, so – you know, just a chicken tights flying around. I, I I didn't go that deep into it. <laughs> I really did. I uh, all right. Well, then let's talk about the fight scenes. I didn't care for those either. I thought it was good. You now, didn't like the fights? Our theater, and it may be our theater. I had to. I called my sister to get some. I mentioned it to to her that I think like the new trend. You know, I hate shaky cam in action yeah, films. No, it no, drives me your, insane. Yeah, I know that's not your thing. And I think the new shaky cam is making the action scenes really dark and hard to see. I agree with that. They, they, but I didn't think these were too dark. These were really dark, man. And, you didn't, you didn't and like ma- when she was running through the ship? And when fighting? she's running through the ship, it looked real dark. Really? And, and the scene near the end where she's fighting, she's got her full powers and she's fighting, you know, her former teammates or whatever. Yeah, you didn't like that? Was, well, the choreography is not great. It wasn't particularly imaginative. I thought it was good. But it was also quite dark. It was hard to see what was going on. I mean, for me, it can always be lighter. I would I would love it if every scene was done at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I agree with that. But I thought this was okay. I it, thought it was. It was okay. I'll it, grant it, you it it's okay. It like, not, I'll say there, there were times I've seen it in other films where it bothered me the most, particularly a lot of DC films. Those are real Sure, dark. those are bad. But I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was well done. Like like those that ship scene where she's running through the ship and fighting those people. I, mean, I wanted a, to see it. I, I could see it. <laughs> I mean, it was a, a touch dark, but was, not bad. Now, it may have just been our theater. Uh, maybe it's just me. Uh, my sister also disagrees that it was that dark. So yeah, I may, thought it was, it was okay. But it looked real dark to me, and uh, I don't think I have glaucoma yet. Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. It didn't distract me. It, it, like like you say, if I had my druthers, I'd love it to be fully lit. But I thought it was, it was cool. And also compare this to Wonder Woman. But that's Did not you see? Fair. No, no, no. Just the fight scene. The fight that's scene in the fair. middle when she comes out of the trench and she's running through all that stuff. The, yeah. That fight scene is miles not, ahead not fair, of anything in this film. Well, Why would, is that not fair? Because Wonder Woman is one of the better films I've seen probably in the last decade in terms of fight choreography. It's near the top that I've seen. Okay. That's so a wonderful so I mean, Let's shoot for that. Yeah, but I mean, I think Wonder Woman is a nine and a half. This is about a seven, seven and a half. That's, that's you know, I mean, sure. that's not bad. It's okay. Yeah, well, that's I mean, my point. I would like it to be better. Yeah, but you do that Jordan rules thing where you 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 take the best of everything and then you use it as a cudgel to smash everything below like the very toppest level of something. And I, I mean, I don't, you know, I think I think I'm it's the, pretty good. For I mean, me, Wonder Woman's not the top. It, it's pretty good. That it, one scene is pretty good. No, it's pretty for me at least in terms of his fight choreography. I thought it was great. I thought it was wonderful, and I thought the way in which they treated female characters. I liked the scenes when they were on the island. I thought it was brilliant, brilliantly done. And not only that, for a DC film, uh, not dark. I could see it. Yeah. Even when they had dark, they were in dark scenes. They found a way to light it so you could see it, yeah. even though it was at night. I just thought that was brilliant. I thought that, I thought that was pretty top. Top level when it comes to superhero films. Well, Wonder Woman felt like that had uh, somebody there, a director who was confident in what they were doing and had an idea of what they wanted. Yeah, definitely. And this a, movie, a vision, it had a, a vision, clear yeah. vision, no doubt. A, a, which is clearly separate from what DC had been doing and is still currently doing. I agree. This movie feels very much like let's plug in these directors into our Marvel machinery. <laughs> That's unfair. 
That is incredibly we'll unfair. Put, and we'll put all these ingredients through the Play-Doh extruder. That's incredibly unfair. At and some, it'll be fine. At some point, there has to be a director to say, put the light there. And that's not yeah, about... It, they forgot the lights, though. That's my point. <laughs> you and these lights. I, gonna, I would like to see what's happening I'm in the screen. I'm going to check your prescription on your glasses. They spent a lot of money on this movie. And I bought... I paid... Well, you, pay, you bought the tickets this time around. But still... I would like to see what I'm paying for. I think at best, and this is me giving you the, the, the deepest benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. it's a minor. If, 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 if this is an issue we've dealt with, and I agree with you on this, I think this is a minor example of it. This is on the definite far edge of not as big a deal or not as dark as something. I mean, this, this is, I think this is lit fairly well. I, I could always use it a little lighter. Yeah, but I think this like that's one of the things I liked about uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. I thought a lot of it was those, a little too dark at times too. Uh, at times, the first one, the first one was, was pretty pretty well lit, and I liked that they had yeah. a couple they had a couple scenes that were just in broad daylight. I like, love that, like the fight between Zoe Saldana and the redhead from Doctor Who. Yeah, was really dark. That was a little dark. I agree. But it, it also has some scenes in there that kind of had like some daylight feel to them, which sure. I like. The stuff in the daylight, no yeah, problem. Yeah, I, I kind of like that stuff. When we saw that Thor Ragnarok. There were a lot of scenes. It was great. That just had some nice, well-lit. Why can't we just have a fight at like yes. 2 p.m.? Like, you know, I I enjoy that or as well. Or just turn on some lights. Or turn on some damn lights. I agree. But this one I, did not bother me. It, it, in watching it, I didn't even have that thought cross my mind that it was too dark. Well, that's because... I'm always looking for something to complain about. <laughs> and I usually find it. Well, let's talk a little bit about Ben Mendelsohn. Okay. He is awesome in this thing. He's good. He's fun. And and not only that, has an honest-to-God arc. There's a little bit of it. There's, God there's bless. A, there seems to be some Joss Whedon DNA in here for that character. He feels like he, you know what? Now that you a mentioned character that from Buffy, absolutely. Now that you mentioned that you're absolutely right. He definitely has that feeling that, Hey, I'm a monster, but you know, just a regular dude. Too. I'm also, yeah, I've done some bad things, <laughs> but uh, look, can't we just talk like people? Uh, that scene in the house That's is great. wonderful. It, it, it conflicts with basically almost everything. Like they've been literally trying to murder her. Exactly. And now, all right, let's try something else. I need you to help us, which makes me trying to murder you make no sense. But, you know, let's put that aside. For There's it, a lot in here. It you does ha- make sense. Murdering her? Of course, because she's part of basically the Nazis. She's part of what is to them the yeah, Nazis. Yeah, but th- they know right from the beginning she's got the information in her brain that they need. Yeah, but they also know she is also buried in that personality. So <gasps> she will try to kill them. She's a threat. Yeah, but the first thing they do once they get on the planet is try and snipe her from a building but to keep kill in, her. Yeah, but keep in mind, when they have a chance to murder her, they don't. They they take that her. That was them trying to murder her. First thing they no, did. No, when they capture her. I know, but after that. When they capture her, they put It's just not consistent, is my point. Again, I think you're missing this. They don't. They, they take her in. They just try to search her memories. They're not trying to murder her. They do after that, though. Not really. That's what the whole sniping thing was when she's at the phone booth and the, with the Game Boy. They try and snipe her from the top of the building to murder her. They're not trying to murder her. Then what are they doing? They are, they are concerned about her presence. 
but I don't. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. If, if you're saying it doesn't matter, fine. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I, I don't. I don't buy your premise. I think your premise is. I think you you missed that. You have not refuted my point about the snipe. Though. I think I have. How? Uh, because when they had a chance to murder her. They didn't. Then they why sniper? Well, why didn't they kill her when they had a chance when she was unconscious? That if they were trying to murder her, you just why didn't they murder her then? That's not my, that. This is exactly my point. It doesn't. It's not consistent. It doesn't make sense. It makes perfect sense when when she's up and running around and got her fire hands going. She's a threat, and there she didn't have her fire hands going. She was on the phone when they tried to kill her. I understand, but she was active and you know strong, and they were trying to get. To where they had to get to, and so they were. Why not try and trap her instead of murder her? <laughs> this murder word you keep throwing around. That's what they were trying to do. I don't think they were trying to murder. her. I think they were just firing at one another, and they were concerned. <sighs> but so, we'll we'll agree to disagree. I, I guess. I thought the logic of that was was fine, and I thought the twist was fine. When we when we kind of realized what what the real happenings are happening, I thought that was, yeah, I thought I, that was I, ex- I, executed well. Sure, but there, there's plenty of things like that that are just kind of convenient. It's a, and again, these are all. Let me just say this: I enjoyed the film. Are you sure? I did. I enjoyed it. Okay. I just, I'm disappointed. You're disappointed. I'm disappointed. Well, I'm, uh, the, I'm the reverse. I'm pleasantly surprised. The, the, the guy on the bike who's just a colossal prick, real quick, so it's okay for her to steal his, his, his motorcycle. Fine, whatever. The, the moment where I thought that was wonderful. It was, but it's just like. We got to we got to make this guy an asshole real quick. Well, I just thought it was a wonderful sort of a sort of a great way of editing where they went from the ma- mannequin with the clothes on it, mannequin clothes taken off, bike taken off, she's riding, and they do it in a series of cuts, like sort of storytelling where they don't have to yeah, to labor. I got that was great. It's a small thing, but you know we had to make it okay for her to be a thief, and they did that real quick. <laughs> she's a thief. I mean. <laughs> LJ, Jesus Christ, it's it's the world of a superhero. <laughs> God, you're awfully tough. Yeah, well, it's I a, would like my movies to make sense. Uh, they do make sense, but but some but there's it, these little. Let me get to my are, next point. Her friend, co-pilot, she needs a co-pilot to go up to the, on this dangerous mission that will probably lead to her death. There's no reason we actually need that co-pilot. She shouldn't go. It's too dangerous. She doesn't have any power. She'll probably die. But we need her there because we are going to need somebody else to fly that plane on the way down. So let's make up a weird reason. Oh, the kid thinks she should do it because of reasons. Also convenient. And Sam Jackson finding that bar out of nowhere. Things like that. There's just little things that... Well, I think, I think that there's a certain such thing as tone. And why tone is important is it gives you the rules to understand for a certain movie, and not every world has the same rules that govern it. So, for instance, if we're watching a movie like Precious, which is a serious drama that we're watching, if somebody pulls out a gun and they shoot up into the ceiling, then somebody might get killed because it's more of a serious tone. Mm -hmm. But if we're doing a movie like Medea, which is more of a wacky comedy, Mm -hmm. and Medea shoots up in the thing, probably no one gets hurt. If Precious, uh, one of the characters drives off a cliff and goes, 
goes to the to the bottom, when she gets to the bottom, she's going to die. But if you do it in a Medea movie, once we pan down to the bottom, Medea will probably be alive with her wig crooked because the tone is different. So this is a comic hero. This is a comic book movie. So some of those rules kind of apply. So you can't judge it like you're watching Chandler's List. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm judging it are. like I, I'm judging it like a Marvel Universe movie, which takes place most of them within a universe that does have rules, in which characters act I, as though think, other human beings have thoughts and logical reasoning. I think it does reasoning. have rules, but in, in comic book movies, some of that is a little bit fanciful, and there is an element, a small element, a farce in comic book movies. A little bit. Well, that's is, not farce. Li- that's well, that's Warner <clears throat> Brothers cartoons logic. Well, a lot of it comes from cartoons. These are comic books, and so there is a touch of that of stretching, sort of sort of stretching the bounds of that reality. You can't judge it like you're watching Roots. It's it's. A I'm little judging different. it like I'm watching a science fiction movie. Like an action science fiction movie. Well, it depends on the science fiction movie you're watching. Yeah. You can't watch it like you're watching 2001. I'm not. I'm it's judging a comic it, book. I'm movie. judging it like I'm watching Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. I think even that might not be on point. I think that the Marvel Universe is a little more comic book oriented. And I think so there's going to be a little bit of farce. And so there are oftentimes scenes in there where we do stretch the bounds But that's not bit. farce. A little, well, the I, the part where the, her friend needs to be a co-pilot isn't funny. There's no farcical well, element well, farce, to that. Farce just doesn't deal with humor. Some of it deals with a little bit of absurdism. So there is a touch of absurdism in in the entire situation of it. So of course. We, we have characters. But these who, characters are also We have human characters beings. who are in major collisions, but then Sam Jackson gets out and walks out like there's no problem. That's not a concrete world that he's in there there's a little bit of absurdism in there by definition so i'm saying some of those things that i might agree with you in in a different kind of film i think they're fine in a comic book movie i mean it's a comic book movie i mean part of I it think is, that's, a, that's an excuse to an for excuse. lazy writing i don't think it's lazy writing at all i think i think this was particularly well written it's like it doesn't matter whether the characters do anything logical because well, if, it's a if, comic book movie. if they follow that dictum then this wouldn't be a very good movie because after the first car crash that samuel jackson is in he would probably be in a hospital recovering from bruises and the film would be over so if it followed your strictly logical path the movie wouldn't exist that's not the same thing I because is. that is that's physics. That's the language of all action movies. How human beings, John McClane on down, react in physical situations. I thought, in, in, if you're talking about Die Hard, I thought I thought he actually I thought he actually reacted in a real way. We saw that's my the, point. In he reacted case, in a real way. And well, that's a different. He did, he 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 endured more physical harm in that movie than a human being I, could endure. I, I agree, well, but he acted logically. I, I disagree with that. I think he. Reacting in a realistic way because it wasn't a comic book movie. If oh that, yes, it was. If that was, I disagree with that. But I think in a comic book movie, all the stuff that John McClane went through, he'd be sort of just breezing on through. But in a comic book movie, the rules are a little different. I mean, I just think they are for the physical realm, for the physics of it, for but not for thing. the human being logical reasoning. Of course, it does. The reasoning, the reasoning has to change a little bit because the physics inform the logic of it. Like some of the logic is dictated by the actual physics of the of the film. I mean, you can't. I think you can. Then bring why it. does she need a co-pilot? What's that? I don't understand. The question. Why does she even need a co-pilot to go up to the space station? 
Because she needs help flying a plane? No, she doesn't. <laughs> so I, I mean, She's I, done it before. She'll do it again. She okay. doesn't need help. Okay. Why did she need a co-pilot? Who cares? Because it's a part of the story. I mean, who cares? I, I thought I, because I, was, I was not sitting there. The reason she's there is because the screenwriters needed her to be there. I wasn't sitting there saying, why does she need to go help her, help her friend out uh, when they got all of this stuff going on? I, I mean, I just wasn't thinking about that. I was watching. Yeah, Carol Danvers film. is putting the life. He, he, she loves this girl and her friend, and she's okay. putting that woman's life in grave jeopardy and possibly leaving this girl without a mother. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> it's like you're watching this like it's, uh, you know, it's, you're watching this like it's Schindler's List or something. It's I'm not watching it like Schindler's List. It's not an excuse. I, I'm not using it as an excuse. I'm just saying for there me. There need to be real stakes for these characters for you, or it doesn't matter. For you. For me, I think that I'm willing to let the, I'm willing to let the land stretch a little bit and judge this a little differently than if I were watching let me think Green Book, which I just saw, which I thought was Again, a good these film. are not... Com- they, I'm talking about you're for making, me. I'm not talking about for you. You're talking, talking about hyperbole. You're, well, you're talking, talking about, about extremes. I'm Compare talk- apples to apples. I'm talking about for me. For you, it may be different, and I respect that. But for me, as a viewer, when I watch Green Book, I put a much more concrete level of reality onto that. But when I watch something like Marvel, where somebody's running around in a leotard flying up and through the sky, I let that land stretch out a little bit, and that and that permeates through physics. That I, permeates through. St- and again, I, I would like Superman to be concerned about Lois Lane's safety. That's true, and I, that and is I just, not what happened in this movie. I have no problem with that for you, but I'm just saying for me. Is it okay for Superman to risk Lois's life for no reason? Uh, depends on the situation. I don't know why Superman should be picking her up and flying her through the air, which is a risk in of itself. I think it's a health risk to take a woman and fly her through a uh, industrialized city with smoke and all kind of things in the air. If we're putting it in a strictly realistic world, there are a lot of things that Superman... I'm not does. asking for a strictly realistic world. I think there are a lot of things that Superman does just by the very fact that he is in a relationship with her that puts her life at risk. Like, if he really cares cares about her life, he should break up with her and make sure she has nothing to do with him because of all of the evil people that are after him. Mm-hmm. It's insanity. If you're really just strictly worried about her safety, if we're being, being in a more realistic world. So, yeah, I think he would put her life at risk because he has. Okay. But they also address that idea. They I don't did, ignore I it. I didn't say that they didn't. You asked me a they question. Don't, but they don't ignore that conflict. LJ, I just answered your question. This movie ignores that conflict. I disagree. I don't think that they ignore it. I just think that they are playing by sort of a different set of rules. And I just think that for some of us, that's okay. Yeah, I just you, think they're if it's a roll, It sounds like the roller coaster ride is enough. I don't know about the roller coaster ride being enough. I wouldn't describe it in that way. If there are roller coaster rides I've taken that I don't like, I think DC has a hell of a roller coaster ride. It's I awful. Yeah, I, I don't like their roller coaster. Sure. So it's not just the roller coaster ride. There's some other things that I like, like seeing the action is always good. Yeah. I literally think that this film is well written. I think the dialogue is good. I think you were also astute when you said there's a little bit of Josh Whedon in here mm-hmm. where we get some characterization with sort of monstrous looking people. I think that's well done. I think the reverse, which is sort of as playwrights, we know this, the idea of the well-made play mm-hmm. where we have that reversal that happens here. I think that is really well executed between who we think the bad guy is and who the bad guy really is. It also reminded me a little bit of when I saw Starship Troopers, 
Oh, boy. And and I saw this film, and what was so amazing is I was following these Starship Troopers, and then we get to this point where we realize, wait a minute. These guys with all of the nice clothes, they're the Nazis. Yeah, they are. There. They're the bad guys we're rooting for. There's a moment in this film where that happens. I thought that was done very well. So for me, it's more than just the ride. I think that the writing is good. Brie Larson is passable. She's fine. Jude Law, I think, is great. Mm-hmm. Mendelssohn, I think, is great. I love the mother. I love the daughter, the characters. I was involved in I that. wanted more from Annette Benning. I feel I like would, she was given short shrift here. I would have expected to see more of a scene with Annette Benning. Yeah. Too. I didn't like the fact that she lived. I wonder if that's on the cutting room floor somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. it almost as if she lives in a flashback, which I did She lives love. mostly is this artificial intelligence thing. Exactly. Which isn't even. I wanted to see the woman who was essentially a resistance leader. Yeah. And we don't really get that. We, we, we get it through dialogue. Oddly enough, one of the weakest characters in the film that's given the least to do is Annette Benning and Sam Jackson. Yeah. I mean, we get, there's a lot of Sam Jackson in here. But it's not vintage Sam Jackson. It's not top shelf Sam Jackson. Well, it's, it's almost like because they're doing an early version of him. It's before he becomes himself. Yeah, so we almost get kind of a a Danny Glover Sam Jackson. But I will say, tremendous job on the, the de-aging special effects. It's come a long way, on at least on him. Yeah. Phil Coulson didn't look as good. Because I think, Dan, I think Danny Glover, I think, <laughs> I think Sam Jackson is 66, Something. 67-ish. He's up there. And he looks, you know, he looks like a 45-year-old guy or something in this. But he, but the de-aging process, the, the CG they do on, on his face was, and they've done it for a bunch of actors in, in these movies. It looked the best it's ever looked. It looked good. Uh, on him. Not on Phil Coulson, but... Uh, yeah, which one was Phil Coulson? He's... Um, oh, Agent... Uh, Agent uh, yeah, yeah. Coulson. He has looked a little um, like he had plastic surgery. Yeah, it was a little... Not as good, but yeah, he's not. You're right. Maybe he's, he's not Sam Jacksony enough. Here's where he looked old when he had to throw a punch, or when he had to run, or when he had to run. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's yep, yep. There, there it is. you go. <laughs> There's a scene where he has to run up the stairs. I'm like, oof. Like, oh, Sam, yeah, that's rough. He's they what they needed to do was have, have a body double. Well, a body double, sure, that would have solved it. But uh, they could have been just they could have just had him like somebody kicked him in the knee. <laughs> or something like that earlier on. So it's, I mean, he was in a car accident, but they'd made no, they didn't really point out, yeah, how's your knee? Oh, it's, I, you know, it's, it'll be all right in a couple of weeks. I don't want to send out the idea that Sam Jackson was bad. No, he's not. He, he's good. He's just, um, you know, we're so used to him almost stealing every scene that he's in. Most of what he does here is interact with a cat. Yeah. Uh, true. Which is, you know, fine. And, and I still don't know what that was about. I liked it, but I didn't know what it. I like I, when I, when I saw it, I was like, "This is some kind of lore that I'm not connected to." I I don't know if it's lore or if they invented it. It, it I don't think it matters. Like, it, is the cat supposed to be an alien? Yeah, it's an alien. Okay. It, Marvel brought her brought the cat. Gotcha. That's the same cat from one of the flashbacks. Yeah, it was Marvel's cat. Okay, I was trying to figure out. Because clearly, it's not, Mendelssohn it's, knows the cat. Doesn't it, know the cat, just knows what it knows, is. Yeah, knows of its breed or whatever. Yeah, of its, knows what alien it is. Yeah. It's like Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. He's not a raccoon. He's an alien, I guess. But the one question that I He just I looks had, like a raccoon. Yeah, the one question I had, though, is, is he sentient? Unclear. Yeah, it's unclear. We don't really, because the raccoon is sentient. I don't think the movie's interested in answering that question. <laughs> so that, that's one question I had, was, was it sentient? 
It didn't seem so. It, it, it's aware of its enemies. Yeah. But then again, maybe it just got annoyed with Nick Fury, so it took its eye. I don't know. Or it could be like a mongoose knows how to fight a snake kind of thing. Maybe. It just smells something. Who knows? In any case, it doesn't matter. Uh, back to your earlier point. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, we had a bit of a spirited uh, debate about really uh, 8% of this film. It's mostly, I think we agree on most of it. The, the other so. 92%, uh, I think we agree on. It's enjoyable. It's like they say, it's a good Saturday night film. You yeah. want a good Saturday night date film? It was enjoyable. You know, I, I will say, I, I put this probably above the first Captain America movie it's mm. it, i mean it's mid-tier for me but it's mm, that's a, that's a that's an interesting one it's good i like cap two a lot i know you didn't love one i didn't love one it's okay because i liked one everyone likes one but me <laughs> I, but i'm more one, of a i'm more of a two guy but i could put these two neck and neck one i, I will put a neck and neck this feels two. like it's around that yeah I can, caliber i, I could see that but yeah, uh, uh, I need to revisit the first cap, I guess, because people keep yeah, talking I about that thing. Really liked it. Really I, liked I wonder it. if it has something to do with just what's happened with Captain America since then. <laughs> like people are retroactively enjoying that film more. <laughs> I'm not accusing you of that. I think you liked it from the first, but I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of cool. I mean, and and also keep in mind I'm a history guy. Sure. So that there's an element of that for me. Also thought the CG was great. In which? When it made him a twerp, I thought that was good. That looked good. That was good stuff. I liked when Captain Marvel blew up that ship. Yeah. She blew it up real good. Yeah, absolutely. She's got a Mohawk helmet. I just I just love I love I love the guy standing there, the dude who holding the hammer. He's like, All right, I think it's time. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's go. Uh, yeah, this is not working out. Let's let's take it that back. That was to- <laughs> kind of devastating. <laughs> yeah. this- Let's, let's, let's go home. I don't think my hammer could take her. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was a different actor. Like, it, he looked different to me. He did look different. But it, and he's the same actor in the credits. I don't know why he looked different. Yeah. He didn't have the black paint on, but still looked weird. Yep. Not a big deal. Anyway, final thoughts? Good film. Really looking forward to how this last end game is going to play out, but clearly it's going to involve... Uh, Brie Larson at some point. Yeah, they've got a problem now. She's so powerful. Yeah. What do they do with her? Yeah, because, I mean, she's really kind of Superman is what they... But also, I guess, now that... I mean, you can't punch your way to getting people back from nothingness. I'm assuming it's going to have something to do with that turning time back thing. I hope not. It has to. I hope not. If they're going to revive some of those people, they don't got to... It's too easy. It's It's got to. They can't have all those people get zapped out of existence that's too easy well i mean we'll see how they do it i mean i always say let's see how the writing turns out okay and with that check us out on our website disagreepodcast.com we're on the facebooks we are on the itunes the apple podcast app the google play music store and tell a friend or an enemy about the show and with that we'll talk at you next week peace and chicken grease